Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have on Jacqueline Kuhn, who is an angel person, and I will bring her on in just a moment, but first a couple of announcements. So if you have not already downloaded the 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, that is free on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. Also, my galactic retreat, I still have spots available, just a few spots, which is going to be here on the Big Island, September 14th to the 17th. This is going to be an amazing experience where you're really going to be connecting with these galactic entities. Or if you can't make it in September and you're here just on vacation on the Big Island, then definitely come on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you will be able to see the night sky in a whole new way. Okay, without further ado, bringing on Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Lisa. Okay, well, let me tell people a little bit about you. So Jacqueline Kuhn is a spiritual life coach and channeler of angels. Through prayer and meditation, she calls upon angels, saints, and spirits to assist her clients and provide insights into issues that come up in everyday life. A serial entrepreneur, Jacqueline started the Power of Five spiritual business two years ago on the premise that we need to have balance in the five power centers of our life in order to live in harmony. Today, she uses angel tarot oracle cards, meditation, and psychometry as she guides her clients towards realizing their soul's purpose and living one's best life. She blogs about the angels and angel numbers in order to help people understand the powerful forces they can be in assisting us during this lifetime. Well, welcome, Jacqueline. So excited to have you here. And we actually, we got to first experienced each other because we were both in the planets and predictions of 2023 with Delisa. So that's how we came across each other. And so I, you know, okay, we're going to get into the work that you do. But first, before we do that, I would love for you to share with me and with the audience kind of your background, like what kind of household did you grow up in? Spiritual, religious, because now you're working with the angels. So how did how that all come about? Yeah, so I grew up Catholic, um, going to church every Sunday, Catholic school, K through eight, all the sacraments, um, the, the the whole thing. Um, my uh, my whole family very Catholic, um, and in the Catholic Church we do believe in angels and saints, right, and praying to them on your behalf. Um, and and interceding with them. So the the leap to understanding how to communicate with them and channel with, and channel them is is not very great. Although I will say that um, people in my family still somehow think there's something wrong with it because you know it, it it it's it's kind of odd. You know, like yeah, you go to a Catholic church and it's filled with pictures of angels mm-hmm. and saints. We're told to light candles and pray, but yeah. like what? We're not supposed to hear them. Um, so I think that's really that, that that's really interesting. But I've always been um, attracted to them. I've always known I've had guardian angels around me, um, but it wasn't until I was sixteen 
that I really made the connection between being able to um, know what they're saying and communicate more broadly and understand energies um, and that I have those gifts um, by walking into my friend's house and the lady in the neighborhood is a tarot card reader and uh, sat, she was in the kitchen table reading the cards for the ladies in the neighborhood and my friend and I are like, oh, we want a reading. And so she did my friend's reading. And then I sat down with her and her name is Mrs. Slaw. And she basically looked at me and said, well, dear, you have the gift yourself. You don't need me to tell you, but you need to, you need to build it. You need to practice. You need to work your own gifts. And she gave me her, one of her tarot card decks. Oh, wow. And told me to use this as my guide moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have that deck today. Uh, okay. it's, it's kind of my, yeah, I don't really use it, but cause it's getting a little old. Um, and she is on my spirit team, but, um, but yeah, that's when I really understood a little bit more about, okay, it's not just a one way you receive messages back. It's not just one way up. It goes nowhere. You can yeah. receive them back. And then, um, uh, I met, uh, now you talk about fate and destiny right before COVID shut the world down, I was in Vegas and a woman who works for me knew Delissa from Texas and said, let's go to her show. Let's go to her show in Vegas. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, let's go. Literally right before going to the show, I hit a like $2,000 jackpot on slots while I was waiting for my friends to gather and because I'm like, God, what am I going to gamble? I'm going to the show. I got business. So I sat down on a machine. I just started plugging money. Mm-hmm. Boom. Hit the jackpot. I'm like, okay, I guess I don't have to gamble anymore. Go to the show where uh, Delissa asks for people to come on stage to try to bend a spoon with, you know, with, with your mind to manifest it. I literally bent it in half, manifesting it. The only one on stage that did that had a conversation with her afterwards, became a student of hers to continue to build my gifts. And uh, here I am today with my business, which is a side business. I have a, another business I have to retire out of, but um, but yeah, that's me. Okay, wow. Well, I did not know you had that connection with her in that way. So that's, that's really cool. And yeah, synchronicities, right? <laughs> well, okay, so as a teenager, starting so you were hearing the angels right were you seeing them as well or are you just clear audience just hearing yeah clear audience and 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 clear cognizant because okay. i always knew things that i had no other reason knowing even yeah. as a very small child i always knew stuff that i and you know people oh you're so smart you got a good memory yeah maybe but now i'm looking back going it wasn't all me yeah right (laughs) it wasn't all me yeah Yeah. well okay so when you were having these experiences as a teenager i mean were you thinking okay i'm a little crazy or did you were you like oh okay this is cool and having that lady be your kind of saying you know you have the gift to do this did you just accept that immediately um I thought it was cool. Okay. It, it was more of this is something cool to do or something cool to have. Um, 
but I was just playing with it. I, I, I really didn't take it seriously at all. Um, but I knew that I had an intuition. Like I, I, you know, other, unlike some other friends of mine when we were teens, I just instinctively knew who to hang out with, who not to hang out with. I didn't have, I wasn't a part of a clique. I had selected certain friends because they had an, now I know they had an energy. I just felt that they were going to be good for me. So I, I was like that person who didn't, I wasn't an outcast by any means. I wasn't like that, you know, outcast nomad person, but I was friends with people from every little group in school because I did what I felt intuitively was good for me with people who I felt were good people. Okay. One, a lot of people um, ignore, they get that information, but they ignore it. I know I was one of those. <laughs> I, could, I would get the feeling of people and I would override it like for years, decades. So. Yeah, I I really didn't. And then it it followed me, you know, into college where I had to make some big decisions. Like, do I, you know, in college, a big decision, do I pledge a sorority or do I stay independent? And I just didn't feel right in the sorority. And I went the independent route. I mean, I just, I always made a decisions on whether or not it felt right for me. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. So then, Okay, so you're you're hearing the angels, you're understanding them. So in the beginning, was that just for your own purposes, or yeah. when did it? When did you start getting maybe messages that were meant for other people, or them asking asking for information from you? So, um, when I got into the professional world after college, um, well, I shouldn't say that. It 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 really happened when I was struggling in college and I, where I got my first like real answer, like real tangible answer. I, I, it was sophomore year. I was really struggling. Um, and I was like, somebody help me just what's going to happen. And literally that night, my departed grandfather came to me in form in my dorm room. My roommate witnessed it. And he basically told me, stick it out. You'll be okay. I'm here for you. Okay. So and that's when I knew so your yeah. group, so both of you are seeing this kind of apparition. Did it look like energy or was he? It was soft? him. No, it was his actual body. Okay. Yeah. What he looked like when he was alive. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, and so then that gave you comfort and you stuck with it. Yeah, that gave me that gave me comfort and knowledge and knowing that I'm doing the right thing that what I when I reach out my things get asked and answered. Um, I would have people in college, like, can you know, can you check this out for me? Or do you how do you feel about this, that or the other thing? Um, but nothing formally, just kind of friends who would say, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you you know, what do you think I should do? Because they trusted that my opinion was coming from somewhere other than me. And, and, and so it was very informal like that. Um, but the, the messages kept coming. My, my godfather, when he died, came to me in a dream the night, the night he died that morning when my mom called to tell me to come home. I'm like, oh yeah, I already made the plans. I already knew. Right. I mean, they just kept coming and I just kept living my life. Like it was natural and normal. Like, okay. 
Okay. Well, and did your family accept that? Did they know that this was going on for you? I think they, they, they just sort of ignored it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. They just ignored it. They didn't acknowledge it. They just kind of ignored it. They're like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so then, so you left college and then what kind of profession did you go into? So I got a, uh, I got a master's degree after college in social work. So my, I, my, bachelor's in sociology and philosophy and my master's in social work. And I started off thinking I was going to be a social worker, but they don't pay anything. And I, that just wouldn't work for me. So I went into human resources um, and uh, didn't like that, but I got into the technology side of it eventually in the computer side and made a career out of that, which is kind of my full-time career today that I'm looking to retire from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I honestly believe that um, that's where I was destined to be all along. I had no formal training in it, but the minute they sat me in front of a computer, I just knew. I just knew this is where I belonged. I knew what to do. I, I really didn't need to be trained on it. I just took to it. Like it was in me, right? So... Um, so yeah, I made my career out of it. And then I would, I would actually at, um, at events, uh, and, and people that I knew, I would just do ad hoc palm readings, telling people about themselves. Yeah. Cause people kind of got the, the word that I, you know, that I was, you know, quote psychic and, um, they okay. would, uh, so something that you were hiding at work. No, never, no. never, uh, never hit it. Never I, hit it. I, I spent years hiding my galactic side. (laughs) So that's why that's, that's great that you didn't feel like you had to hide. Yeah, I, it, it kind of became, it kind of became like one of those quirky things, right? Like, like she's the quirky girl who reads palms. Okay. But, but it was so on point and accurate that people are like, whoa, but she's that quirky girl. Yeah. It was just a part of my quirky personality, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, so then, you know, were there, was there something in your life or was it COVID really, or like being in Vegas, um, you know, bending the spoon, like what was this thing of you're like, I need to start a business doing this? Um, I had, so that's, that's like a really, really good question. I was looking, so I'm, I am of the age over 60 where I wanted to do a reti- something. I wanted to retire from this professional world and do something. And I was looking for what am I going to do when I retire from this HR technology world? And I didn't even know that having a spiritual business would even be possible until I met Delissa. Okay. And so it was, it was a combination of me looking for something to be my next thing. And then and, and, and knowing I, I, I've always liked the idea of, of helping people and counseling. I mean, that that's it, even in what I do consulting now, I just help people make decisions. That's literally been my life. It's just in a different way. Um, and then after seeing Delissa and recognizing that, yeah, I can do this, uh, it really wasn't until I was in a class with her that we were doing like practice card readings that the person I was reading is like, how did you know that? Like, 
I, I never really understood what my abilities were okay. and, and that they were like real, real, like mm-hmm. they weren't just playing around. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, this is what I want to do. Okay. So can you tell me more the power of five? Like tell, tell me more about that. Yeah. So my whole, my whole concept is we have these power areas in our, in our life, um, home, relationships, career, money, health and wellness, spirituality and faith. And if we keep all of them in balance, we live a harmonious life. Mm-hmm. But at any point in time, there if one thing is, at, is, is we're overemphasizing or underemphasizing, we don't feel whole and connected. We feel like we're out of balance. So I've created my services around helping people remain in balance in those five areas. Okay. Um, and so when people, when I, when I do a reading for someone um, or my meditations, I have a whole meditation set where I have a meditation for each power center, right? Focused on, on each power center. Um, and when I do a reading for someone, um, they may ask about one area, but I will immediately go, wait a minute, you are not in balance here. You know, you're asking about this area, but your problem really is over here. We need to shore you up over here and then you'll be fine over here, right? So it's really about making making sure you don't under or overextend yourself so that you are whole. That is challenging in war in the world, especially I I can say um, you know, my now that my kids are teenagers, they're more self-sufficient, but like being a business owner of two small children, you know, yeah. balancing that with my spiritual life with, yeah, being married and then divorced and remarried. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. So, yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people don't, don't understand, don't understand that it doesn't mean that you, it doesn't mean you have to compromise it means you have to understand what you want to deliver in each of these five areas. Like, what do you want out of these five areas? And then figure out how to make a plan. Like, um, I, I've, I've worked with many women. I don't have any children myself, but I've worked with many women who have small children, who have school-aged children, not really small, but school-aged children. And I'm like, to balance your child activities, it's all about setting expectations for them. What are you going to attend? What aren't you going to attend? Put a calendar in place, right? It's using the tools and telling them it's being a good parent doesn't mean being there all the time. Right. It's setting the expectations on when you're going to be there and removing that guilt that, oh my God, I can't be there all the time. Honestly, your child doesn't want you there all the time. You know, don't helicopter them. They don't want you there all the time. I don't know of any kid that wants their parent around all the time. But there are key moments when you need to be. And it's really helping helping people look through the situation and the energies and the people they're hanging out with and helping them decide what to get rid of and what to, you know, cut back on that isn't serving them. And we all spend more time in areas that are not serving us. Mm-hmm. And it's really about helping people figure that out so we feel better um, in all the areas of our life. Okay, so 
over the last few years, we've been in this kind of COVID pandemic closed off arena. So what, I mean, life really dramatically changed for a lot of people. And so I guess I'm kind of curious about your clients. Like, how were you able to help them through that time period where, you know, maybe if they did have school aged children, they now had to become the teacher or, you know, homeschool. I'm like, I had to be, which I hated. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's really, uh, that the tougher, the tougher thing was really helping my clients understand that they need to do their own self-care. Um, and, and, and that taking, taking care of yourself, it's sort of like, and this isn't my, my analogy, someone else's analogy. It's like on the airplane, put your mask on first and then assist the others. Cause if you can't breathe, you're not going to help the others. And it was really me helping my clients understand and, and help them take care of themselves first so that they can be there for their families. Okay. That makes sense. So in terms of how you work with your clients, like, are they ongoing clients or do you do one-off sessions or like, what, what are some of the different ways that you work with people? Yeah, I, I probably have a, a, I've only been at it a short time. So I have a small set, a close set of reoccurring clients who come once a quarter ish um, to, to get advice and, and insight. And then a lot of one-offs, a lot of referrals from places, a lot of people who just find me and do one-offs. Um, and then I have a couple, I have a Facebook group where I do uh, free tarot cards once a month uh, for folks who are on my Facebook group. And and then they kind of, it's a great way for someone to sample my style and to sample angel tarot, very different from regular tarot. Um, the difference, because I am familiar with regular um, tarot. So yeah, what is angel tarot? Yeah, so angel tarot, it's it's a completely different deck, first of all. Um, the the angel tarot deck uh, has different suits. It's earth, water, fire, and air. Okay. Um, and because it's the elements of the earth and the major arcana all have an archangel tied to it. And a couple of the major arcana are different. Like there's no tower card in angel tarot it's life experience right it's a complete refresh of your life experience there's a there's a balance card in angel tarot which is something different in regular tarot i don't remember the number um and so in the angel tarot it's it's about being grounded and grounding yourself in the world in the elements of the world and in the elements of the spiritual and opening yourself up to the angels to help you and when we get a major arcana card showing up, it means that that archangel is reaching out and wants to help you. And so um, I channel Michael, Raphael, and Metatron, um, and they provide the messages and bring forth the other archangels for my f- clients to to work with. And that's really how it's different. So like in if, you know, a major arcana card comes up and it happens to be Archangel Shamuel, I know that that person... Um, it that Shamuel is reaching out and wants to work with that person on the issue at hand. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's really more of a, of um, uh, a guide as to how to, who to work with to help you solve that problem that you're trying to solve or that situation. Um, yeah. And then the elements, the, the difference in the elements is, it's like, 
um, more around how do we make life on earth work for us, right? Okay. So, okay. I, I have a couple questions <laughs> about this so far. So in terms of you're saying that you're channeling Michael, Raphael, and Metatron. So, okay. So you've experienced a little bit of my channeling um, mm -hmm. in the galactic stuff. And so is it a verbal channeling where you are actually, they are using your your vocal cords to speak or do you hear what they say and you are telling the people what a you're little hearing? bit of both okay a little bit of both um i i will get direct literal direct statements that they pop into my head that i tell my client um i sometimes get pictures and um for whatever reason i get songs okay um, a lot off, more often or not, they'll communicate with me via a song and throw a song in my head as an answer to a problem. And then I have to figure out what the heck are you trying to tell me? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, there are times when they'll just, a word will come down or, or a phrase. And I know that that's meant for me to tell my client that ex those exact words. Okay. Well, and so when you're hearing this from those three different archangels, how, how are you distinguishing which one it is? Yeah, so um, Michael feels very different than the other two. There's a, there's a different feel and, and almost always I get really hot and sweaty. Okay. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's all, it's an emotional visceral. It's like a big, whoa, okay. Like pay attention and listen. Mm -hmm. um, Archangel Raphael has uh, like a softer voice. Hmm. So when I hear words come in a softer voice, I know it's coming from Raphael. And then when it's Archangel Metatron, it's very factual. It's very like, boom, this is it. Okay. Um, and, and so I can just, I know who it is just from how they communicate with me. Um, and, and when it's Archangel, I think, I'm almost positive that it is Archangel Metatron that's also giving me music um, because I've always had a love for music and songs. And so, um, you know, he tends to want to play games a little bit with me. Um, he's also the Archangel for Virgo and I'm a Virgo. And so it, okay. it's, it's like making it challenging for me to figure it out. Um, but he's also the one that pops songs in my head, like in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and wake me up. So I have to go to sleep to remind and remind myself to say, please do not communicate with me tonight. Let me sleep. <laughs> That's really interesting. Okay. Well, so my understanding, because it's interesting that when you're doing these readings that the angels, there are specific ones that are asking like, okay, work with me. Right. And so my understanding, just like with the galactics is that with angels, you have to ask for them to come and work with you because of our free will. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So tell us more about that and yeah, how it's, work with that. <laughs> it's what I call divine law. Divine law is any, any divine creation, whether it's a galactic, an angel, a fairy, whatever it is, they are not allowed to interfere with humans unless we actually ask them. And so I just tell people that um, what, what I recommend to my clients is every morning when you get up, 
um, as you're planning your day, just say angel, spirit team, guardian angels, if you have any messages for me, if you can be with me today, I am open to hearing them. And you welcome whatever happens to come in. And then at night, I always thank them. Um, and I think the other that's the other thing that people really need to know. You have to thank them all mm -hmm. the time and be grateful. And so every night I before I go to sleep, I lay down and I thank them all for the day, for what they gave, for the good things and the challenging ones, because we learn from it all. We do. Yeah. That's, I love that grateful part because that is actually something, I mean, I didn't even really think about that, but after every, every time we do a UFO tour and, you know, we have activity and people they're coming and I am always afterwards on the way driving home. I'm like, thank you team. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for showing up. And, and my husband who's normally with me, he's like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know. it's so important that we that we thank them for showing up. Um, I mean, they'll they'll show up anyway, but the gratitude opens us up for even more. Yeah, definitely. Well, and so you know, I did not grow up Catholic or religious or anything, and so angels haven't necessarily been my thing. But um, one of my biggest mentors is an angel person, so I've had you know, I've learned some about the angels and the one that, um, I guess I call on the most is Archangel Michael just mm -hmm. for helping me to maintain my energy in groups of people. And because I'm a major absorber of energy. And so, and I didn't know that until just a few years ago. And so that, you know, even though I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, extraterrestrials, angels, sure, they all are, <laughs> they're yeah. all there. But um, that Archangel Michael blue bubble is one of my go-to things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just, yeah, put that, put the light of protection and make sure, yeah, he protects you from anything else from coming into you. Um, I would also recommend you uh, ask Archangel Haniel she's the archangel for the divine feminine and feminine energy um to I, I i i ask her all the time to help me make sure that i'm doing the right thing that i'm keeping the highest and best in mind that i'm not doing this just for you know the capital monetary reason you know help me keep my divine feminine center mm, beautiful. and 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 not worry about how and where the money is coming from, because it will be there, you know, to keep me from that position of scarcity, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, Archangel Haniel is, is divine feminine. Okay. So, and which then corresponds to, in the galactic world, the Pleiadians, the divine yes. feminine. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. The Andromedans represent that as Yeah. Well. And Archangel Michael is divine masculine. Okay. And then that corresponds to the Mantis. So, we have these, um, yeah, beautiful, different dimensional yeah. realities. So whatever someone is more compelled to work with or use them all, they're all there for us. Yeah. Right? And Archangel Raphael is the healer. And that is. Well, it's the Arcturians, the Syrians and the Mantis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, he's the healer. He's, uh, the, the healer of the Archangel. So, yeah. Well, so, okay. One concept that I only recently heard about, or I think I saw it on Facebook, but you just, you mentioned 
Metatron being specifically related to Virgo. So does each zodiac sign have a specific archangel? Yes, they do. Okay, so I'm a Sagittarius. So who would my archangel be? I have to look that up. I don't memorize. Because I, I saw the name, but it wasn't one that I recognized. It wasn't like one of the, the big seven or whatever. It was, yeah, but I can't remember what it is right now. <laughs> so, so you are Sagittarius, you said? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's November, December. Da, 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 da. You are Archangel Rag UL, R A G U E L. Okay, that is the one. So, what what is that Archangel? Yeah. You're going to love it. Um, so his, his uh, halo is soft blue. Um, just very much the color of your stone. <laughs> That's his halo color. And okay. he's known for bringing people together, bringing together relationships, bringing together different points of view and bringing, you know, people together for harmony. So um, yeah, really well aligned with, with what you do in introducing, inducing people to the whole concept of the galactics and, and, and helping to bring that together. Um, so yeah, that's what his purpose is. Okay. Well, so aligned to you. Very interesting. Cause even, and that corresponds to my human design sun gate, which is gate 11, which is peace ideas and harmony. And so that's really what I'm here to be in the world doing. Yeah. yeah. Bring together. So I, I love how that all corresponds together. It, it, it really does. It really does. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so if you know your, your, your moon and rising as well, those are the other. Gemini. <laughs> so both moon and rising. Oh, they're rising. both Gemini. Okay. Um, and that's, uh, that's this guy, right? Yeah. That's Zad Kiel. Z A D K I E L. Um, and he's uh deep indigo blue is his uh, halo color. And 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 Zadkiel is, is for balance, number one, because of the Gemini, right? Balancing both sides of us, our duality. But he's also really around teaching and and tests and the archangel to go to if you want to teach someone or you're learning new things or you're really anxious about that so the whole teaching which i think is the other part of what you do is you don't just bring people together you're teaching people about it so right. well that's fascinating because again like my entire professional career has been educating people i mean first as a professor of biology then i was educating people how to pay down their mortgages. Then I was educating people how to make their homes look better or sell faster. And now I educate people about all of this spiritual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love how it all ties together. And so, so, okay. So just for people to understand how this all works. So if I, I know I can call in Michael, you know, put that blue bubble around me, the shield. If I need extra support and healing, I call in Raphael, um, Haniel for that divine feminine. But then, so the ones that are associated with our zodiac sign, um, how how do we work with them? Or are they just always there 
and we just have to remember to ask for them? Like, how do, how does that work? A little bit of a little bit of both. Um, because they're tied to your zodiac sign, they're um, uniquely positioned to help you in everyday life. Okay. So, so just a general. Um, any archangel who is, you know, available to help me out in blah, 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 or, um, you know, or if you specifically are struggling with figuring out how to teach something, right? Archangels at KL, if you can help give me guidance in how to put this class or lesson together. Um, it, it's just asking a very simple question like that. Okay. That, that's, that's it. And then waiting for the answer. And, and that I think is what we as humans have a very difficult time doing um, because the answer is not gonna be in our time. The answer is gonna be in their time. And the other thing I, I, I always tell people, you, you can't ask them how you want mm -hmm. it to happen. It's the result. Yeah, it, it's it's because it, the way you want to do it, maybe you're hitting your head against a wall because the way you're trying to do it is not the way it's supposed to happen. Right. And that is such an important message that we need to keep hearing over and over as humans <laughs> because we try to force things to be a certain way. And what I have, you know, again, after years of trying to force push initiate things to happen. It has to be like this when I've allowed myself to be like, okay, well, this or something better. And I don't have to know how it's going to happen. I just know it happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so I, I try when I'm working with clients to really understand what do you want the result to be? Let's yeah. work on the result manifest the result, not the 10 steps to get to the result. Let's manifest the result. Because mm -hmm. that's really what the angels and any spiritual being wants to understand is what is the result? Yeah. We'll point you in the direction of how to get there if you let us know what your result is. Okay. So when you're doing the angel um, tarot readings, then so is that that's part of when you're receiving messages from these other angels for for people when you're doing the readings. Mm -hmm. Now, what what would someone come to you for a reading for specifically, like as an angel tarot reader? What would be what are some examples of why people come to you? Uh, most people come to me because they have they're in a relationship that is not going the way they want to, or they've just met someone and they, it's a lot of it relationship and a lot of it is career, career okay. and work. Um, that that's the, the two most common, um, people who believe in angels and angel energy will just come to me to say, what message do they have for me? Am I on the right path? Am I going in the right direction? You know, help me make sure I'm getting in the right direction. Um, that, that, that happens typically with people who really are already on a path and understand and are working towards something. But mm -hmm. I would say 90% of my readings have to do with relationships or money or job. Okay. And how do the saints come into this? Because you, you say that you call upon the saints as well. They're, and... on my, they're on my spirit team. 
Okay. So my my spirit team, I, I do have departed loved ones and 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 others, um, and angels and and saints. They're they're on my spirit team, and um, uh, I have a I have a set of oracle cards that are saints and angels that sometimes I'll pull when someone really believes in saints and they kind of want to know who who I should who they could work with. Um, but they're they're I don't always know who they are when they're coming in or why I'm getting a message because if I'm I'm doing a reading and I pull a card and I'm like I don't know why this came up and I can I know it's not from Metatron or Raphael or Michael because it's not their energy but it's a message and so but I know it's from someone and I don't even ask I'm like okay whoever it is I, this is the message that this person needs to and I'll give it to you so yeah yeah well, and because you're naturally um, working with these higher vibrational beings, there's nothing that's going to come through you that's going to be from maybe a lower vibration. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No. And in fact, I, I do every opening making requesting only that which is highest and best and love and light come forth. I mean, you have to do that. And and yeah. I think the other thing for those of us who attract energies um, the other thing I do before I go to bed is ask any spirit or entity that does not belong to me to please return to where you came from, to God, universe, source, please return, you know, quit okay. tacking on to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, and what's so beautiful about that is intention is everything, right? Ask like intentionally asking for guidance and support intentionally saying, okay, we're done. Unhook, like yeah. go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So the more that people are consciously aware of these energies around them, then the easier it is for them, I think, to function in the world. It is. Um, and it, I truly believe that there's no such thing as a coincidence. It, yeah. It's not coincidence. It is some sort of divine intervention. And I say divine because it's from wherever that source created, it's divine. It's not of humans. So it's divine. And there is no such thing as a coincidence. And I think if people, and I don't believe in luck, I believe it's a blessing. It's not luck. It's a blessing. It's, it's capitalizing and, and recognizing that you have been sent a message or put in a situation. It's not luck. There, I, I truly don't believe that either. So when people say you're lucky, I'm like, no, I am not. I am blessed. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, so how, okay, how has doing this work benefited you in your life? I think um, the, the, the biggest benefit I've gotten is the peace of mind to, to know that how I have have felt all along and my desire to, to help others mm -hmm. um, has all basically made sense, right? I've, I've, people who've known me and I've never been quote unquote conventional, never taken a conventional path, but now it kind of all makes sense as to why I haven't. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it really allows me to feel good about helping other people. Um, and I know that, and it's interesting, I did my, um, uh, my diamond astrology. Uh, I don't know if, if you saw that woman in the planet. I in, in, yeah, I, I, I signed up for a session 
and it was so on point. Um, I've I've heard this a couple of times, but my one of my soul's purposes is to communicate what I know and see and hear. Okay. That is my purpose on this earth to tell others and talk about it. Okay. Um, and I've been doing that my yeah. whole life. I've been doing that my whole life. Um, and it's just now that I'm actually doing a business about it. So it's just really helped me feel whole, I guess, if you want to call it that. I've had pieces of it, but it just all kind of makes sense. Mm, beautiful. Okay. So psychometry, what is that? Yeah. Um, I love that. So every object has the energy of the person that owned it. And I can take an object and um, literally read the energy and or the situation um, around the person that owned that object. So if it's a loved one and you want to know how they died because maybe they were found dead or you didn't know, I can take that object and literally when I read the object, um, I, I connect with them, I channel them, and I can absolutely... Um, tell you what has happened or where they are or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And now that, now that you're describing that, that is one thing that I learned in a psychic class that I took about four and a half years ago, but it was just one of the classes that we did over a several month period. So now, okay. So that's interesting. Well, and as we know, energy is in everything, right? Mm -hmm. But so when things get passed down in families, they're carrying that energy. Um, but if someone, let's say, gets a wedding ring that they buy at some kind of antique store, I mm -hmm. mean, should the, is there a way to clear that energy? Should they clear that energy? Is there, are there any rules about anything like that? So I, I have heard that there are ways to clear, to clear the energy, but I truly don't believe that you can completely clear the energy, particularly in a metal. A metal absorbs the energy of the beings that had it. Um, and I've tried saging, I've tried crystals, I've tried everything. Um, and I personally have never experienced the ability to clear it. And the great example is, is a ring. And I bought an estate ring. Okay. and after wearing it for a couple of days, I felt really sick, mm. like really sick. And I sat down and I channeled and I found out that the woman who owned it died of cancer. Okay. And so I had to stop wearing it, immediately felt better. And I yeah. did crystals and sage and, and, and holy oil. I did everything, tried to put the ring back, but I must pick up energies at a level maybe others don't. I cannot wear that ring. I can't wear it. Okay. It makes me sick. Okay. Well, and so just something for people to be aware of that if they are getting pieces, especially like you're saying, anything metal or jewelry that you're going to wear on your body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to be careful um, because you don't know what the energies that are in that that object are. And particularly, you even if you're not highly sensitive, maybe like Lisa and I, everyone is going to be sensitive at some level and prolonged exposure will will impact you. Yeah. Um, and so one of the one of the other things that I help teach people is to use your inner knowingness as to whether or not 
when you get an estate piece or you're looking at something somebody else owned to know, is this something I should own? Is this something I should have? And, and trust your inner, your inner knowingness, your yes or no, as to whether or not you should. I didn't with that piece that I bought. I just liked it. I, I skipped that part. Right. I shouldn't, now you have. <laughs> I shouldn't have. I normally do, but I love the ring. It was so pretty. Like, nope, shouldn't have done yeah. that. Well, okay. Well, so here's a question then, because so let's say, did it have a certain stone in it or was it just? It metal? was a sapphire, which is my birthstone. Okay. Um, and it was a, it was sterling silver. Okay. Well, cause could you take the stone out and reset it and then that energy would clear or is the stone carrying that energy as well? The stone will carry energy as well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You know, you could, I mean, refiguring stuff again, because I'm sure there are people out there wondering about that. Yeah. Like, if I just reset it. <laughs> so, well, and some stones, like a, a sapphire, a genuine sapphire, will retain even more energy than the metal. Okay. Because and it's what? a natural stone and it's okay. going to hold that energy because it's a natural, it's natural properties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So, um, any other interesting psychometry stories that you've experienced with people coming to you with an object? Yeah. So a woman, um, a woman, uh, a woman's mother was found dead on the floor of their home. She was, you know, 88 years old. Her brother found her and it'd been a couple of days um, and no one knew how she died. Um, they are, they're, they're Jewish and they practice the Jewish faith and they don't do autopsies in the Jewish religion. And she wanted to know how her mother died, um, gave me a bracelet that her mother owned and um, said, could you, could you tell me? Um, and uh, I, I wore it and channeled her mother and literally, um, li literally through my third eye, I saw the entire death and her mother talked to me, including what her last words were. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, and they were bizarre. I didn't understand them. But when I told my client what those last words were, she's like, oh, my God, that was and she knew exactly what it was. So, okay. yeah, because was it in their language and like the Hebrew language? No, it was in English, but it was okay. just a phrase that made no sense to me. Okay. It, it, it made absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I've learned that even though it makes no sense to me to say right. exactly what comes forth. And it made all the sense in the world to her. And it made her feel better because her mother wasn't in any pain. It was sudden. It was, yeah, it just, yeah. But um, I, I literally, through my third eye, could mm -hmm. see, I even felt a little bit, um, I, I, I felt a little bit of what she felt. And then she came through and told me exactly what happened. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So in our last little bit of time here, so I know, okay, so you're coming from this Catholic world, this world of angels and saints, and you and I, after connecting with planets and predictions, you you kind of di dipped your toes into my galactic world. And so if you're willing to share what that experience has been like for you, um, I would love for you to share that with the audience. Yeah. So um, I've always, so I, I will start with the premise that I've always that to 
present any a lot aside from human life is filled with hubris. Like how how could you possibly believe that a divine presence is only going to create one form of life? So with that, when I've never, I've always been curious, but I've never known how to go about doing it. And then when I met you, so I was already open, understanding that, that this is possible. But um, after the fir very first one-on-one -on -one session we had, where I found that I was a member of the Lyrans at one point, um, it clicked on so many levels because when I was a small child, um, I had these big giant cat posters in my room. I was allowed to decorate my own room and I was drawn to these big giant cat posters that were in my room. Like yeah. I have no reason to otherwise to, to, to have that connection. Um, and then now with, with the series, the, it's, it's almost like I'm going back into my own soul's history mm. to really recreate and learn about who I was that, that has helped make up who I am today. And, and it's really about that. It, and, and, and the experiences are, are eye-opening, filling in gaps, um, very empowering, very empowering. Um, because I, I do believe, and it's not very Catholic to believe this, I do believe that our souls are not just a one-time thing, that, that souls have come back and have lived forever and ever and ever. And um, yeah. I do truly believe in that. And this has, has really helped me get in touch with parts of me that are filling in pieces, but also almost confirming what I have felt, but have never been able to articulate. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. <laughs> Thank you. Because, yeah, I know, I mean, I have a lot of angel friends and not as many that work in the galactic world. And so, you know, they, some of these galactics are at the same kind of vibrational level that angels are. And they feel very angelic. <laughs> they, they are. And, um, Last week was, I think, the first, the really the first time um, with the mantis where the energy that I felt and the experience I felt was as close to what I feel when I'm encountering angels. Okay. It, 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 it was such, the energy was so uplifting and enlightening. It was just amazing. It was like, totally overpowering yeah it, it 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 was like on that same plane um and and so i found that that was really really kind of really kind of cool yeah well again thank you for sharing that experience yeah. and so in our very last little bit of time here do you have any parting words of wisdom you would like to share about anything that we've talked about yeah i i guess i just want people to be open to all of the possibilities in the universe. Um, it, it is, it's, it's very lonely and sad to think that all we have is what is materially of this earth yeah. because the material doesn't make us who we are. And if that's, if that is all that one is thinking about or exploring or paying attention to, you're missing out on so much else. So I just encourage people to, you know, like you said, just dip your toe, just start 
you know, attending even some free little webinars or sessions. Um, it, none of this is evil. It is not devil-based. It is all coming from love and light. Um, and particularly people like me who were born up in very strong Christian faiths, it is not even antithesis to a Christian faith to believe that there are beings out there that are divinely created who are here to help us. And mm -hmm. so I just encourage you all to go out and try to um, explore and research and open your heart and mind uh, because the, the result is going to be absolutely life-changing. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So if someone is interested in learning more about your work or working with you, how can they find you? Uh, my website, Jack, literally JacquelineCune.com. It's my name.com. And uh, you can message me or find me on the website. My Facebook is also JacquelineCune.com, the power of five. So yeah, just Google my name and you will find me. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed our time. I've enjoyed getting to know you better um, in the last several months that we've been in contact. And I just can't wait to see where this goes for you as you retire out of your tech business, <laughs> your tech job into this whole time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you for this opportunity to be here with you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And for those of you watching or listening, thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.